This is Craftalytical, and I'm your host, Andy. So today, I'm going to talk about cults. The topics covered in this episode may be difficult for some of you. Please use your discretion. If domestic abuse and childhood trauma are spicy subjects, you may wish to skip this episode or listen when you're in the right mindset. I'd also like to ask that if you're going to send me hate mail after this episode, you think about two things before you hit send. One, I'm covered by UK laws which are far stricter than a lot of countries when it comes to threats and harassment. And two, ask yourself why you want to send hate mail. I mean, really sit down and think, why? After listening to the full episode... Thank you. I've been thinking a lot about cults. I hosted a live discussion on YouTube a month or so ago looking at the starvation cult and what we can learn. For most of us, it's unbelievable that hundreds of people could be convinced to starve themselves and their children by one man. Hundreds of them over a significant amount of time. As a parent, I don't even want to imagine what may, would make me do that, like willfully do that, especially in a religion that believes that suicide is a sin. This cult leader is one of the world's most prolific serial killers, a mass murder of a proportion that I can't even imagine. Most people think you have to be stupid to join such a cult, that these victims must have been weak or stupid or mentally unwell. This is because no one wants to think that this could happen to them. It's a comfort to elevate oneself to make the victims less than. It's horrible to realise that, but I believe my job is to be honest. Until recently, I wondered how Jim Jones convinced so many people to drink that poison in Jonestown, or how Marshall Merritt Applewhite and Bonnie Lou Nettles convinced 39 people to live a celibate life, adopt genderless appearance, and for some to undergo castration to later die in their beds to be risen up to heaven via a spaceship. The most extreme version of this is the Nazi party, led by Hitler. He convinced the vast majority of the population of Germany to turn on fellow citizens, to hate Jews, people of colour, gypsies and the LGBTQIA plus community. He either convinced them that it was God's will it was for the greater good of Mother Germany, or he terrified them into complying. His reign of terror left us with an aftertaste that still scares us here in Europe, to the point that Germany, still suffering from a generational guilt, may never be able to recover. That national shame has led them to teach their children The full history, though, they don't hold back on details or shy away. They tell the full truth. As ugly and shameful as it is, they see it as their duty to make sure that it is not forgotten or forgiven or repeated ever again. 
It's never a lack of intelligence that makes one prey of these master manipulators. It's a lack of direction, a sense of feeling lost. A feeling of knowing that there's more to life, a purpose that you just haven't found yet. Yes, addiction, financial woes, depression or disillusionment can all play a part too. I'm pretty sure most, if not all of us, have felt alone and directionless in our lives. I know I have, and occasionally I still do. We are all one bad decision away from being in a cult. I know this because I've been in many. To tell you about that, I need to talk to you about some interesting facts. One in six homes in the UK has a cult leader in it. An estimated 10.4 million of us in the UK have been in a cult. Through no fault of our own since we were... 16. That's just under a sixth of our population. You may be thinking I'm full of shit right now. I completely understand why, but please hear me out. I was born into a cult. It wasn't a cult until 18 months before I was born. Or rather, that was the start of the downward spiral that became a cult. You see, after the loss of her second child, my mum leaned into the grief. She was bitter. More so because my dad dealt with his grief differently. Mum was angry at the world, understandably. She wasn't allowed to go back to the UK to attend the funeral of her son. She had no answers about his death at a day old. She had conspiracy theories, though. These only worsened as she found out she was pregnant with me. According to her, it happened either because my brother started to chew the condom packets thinking they were sweets and no one realised until they were punctured and it was too late, or because my dad decided he wanted another child without her knowing. That second accusation is pretty awful, especially when my dad told me I was planned. It had been carefully discussed because they had already lost a child and that my mum had the final say. My grandparents also knew my parents were trying to get pregnant again. It was a hard pregnancy for mum with a lot of complications. That must have been really hard on her the worry and threat of grief, not to mention her change of heart. She really wasn't ready for another pregnancy, another child. She had no way of having that conversation with anyone, so the bitterness and grief turned into hate and blame. More so when she was rushed into hospital at 28 weeks pregnant and told that she may not survive. My dad was given the choice, save his wife or save his baby. They couldn't do both. He rightly chose my mum. His reasoning was that they already had a child who needed their mother and it was an awful situation, but I believe it was the right call. They rushed her into theatre with the intention of performing a caesarean abortion to save her life. 
Unfortunately, there were more complications. She stopped breathing and they had to rush to revive her. I came out screaming, absolutely ready to be in the world. They did manage to save her life too. My dad, their families and friends, saw this as a miracle, a marvel to be celebrated. My mum saw it as punishment for her evil thoughts during pregnancy, hoping for a way out. An abusive home ruled by an angry, disillusioned parent. We were controlled in every way. What we wore, how we acted, what we could or couldn't say. uh, And we weren't allowed an opinion or the ability to choose our own path without emotional abuse. Ridiculous standards were set. Goals set and then changed as we reached them. Nothing was good enough. We were trained not to show how we felt, not to question, to accept her truth. And to see being ignored as love or approval. To the outside world, we were a wholesome, happy family. Inside, all of us were miserable. This was a cult. We had to follow the leader's directions or else. I ran away from this cult as soon as I could. Unfortunately, I ran into another cult. This one was better designed. There were times of praise and there were ways of pleasing this leader. But disappointing him came with a lot of wrath. It was a slower build, but by the end, I was shunned by the group he had gathered. He already had his next female victim lined up. I was ostracized, threatened, and lied about. He had financially drained me and destroyed my self-worth. I fled, but ended up in another cult. This time it was manipulation, financial control and emotional abuse. Disappointing this leader would cause an emotional breakdown in him until I and others found a way to give him whatever he wanted. Again, impossible standards were set. Goalposts moved, gaslighting Status was the most important thing to this leader as long as they looked important, confident, successful, that was all that mattered. They demanded money to keep that appearance going. They bled all of us dry and had no remorse, no empathy, didn't really understand unconditional love despite demanding it from others. It was while in that cult I almost ended up in another. I'll call this second cult the Coven. It started out as a small group practicing the old ways, divination, healing, support, kindness, and yes, witchcraft. For months I was in a wonderful group, but suddenly there was a turn. A friend of one of the group joined us while she was visiting, looking for a place to live locally. This was fine for a few weeks, but it soured. The leader demanded we choose between her and this friend. She felt this friend was dangerous 
And suddenly I was getting calls from the second and third in command on the leader's behalf, urging me to join them in a battle between good and evil. That this friend was in fact a reincarnated alien, evil to the core, here to destroy us and we had to destroy her first. I left immediately, a scary moment as they had my telephone number, address, knew where I worked. But there was no way I was going to go down that rabbit hole, even as a person who has always been fascinated by psychology, sociology, anthropology, not to mention true crime. It took me another seven years to leave the original cult I was in at that time. My point with all of this is cults are everywhere. It's not just the violence of Waco or the level of control and conspiracy theories of the Moonies. The chances are you've either been in or have been close to an everyday cult. It's a scary idea. It's not one we want to let in. To think that we could fall foul of these lies and manipulations and financial drains. This is all part of a cult. We don't want to think that we are stupid or at fault or easy marks or worse still, somehow unable to see it right in front of us. No one wants to realise that they were sucked in and used, scammed, had our good nature taken advantage of. These leaders are skilled. They know what to say and how to say it to be plausible. They have no shame and will set things up to gain pity to pull you in. They aren't ashamed of portraying themselves as victims or long-suffering to fool us. They don't feel guilt or shame or regret or remorse. If they get confronted, they will make it someone else's fault, no matter how implausible or any evidence to the contrary. They know they can use threats or intimidation to take their revenge on anyone who speaks out or leaves. I would urge you to look up Dr. Stephen Hassan. He's a Jew who ended up joining the Moonies and becoming so entrenched in that cult. He's now a therapist and speaks out against cults, helps deprogram. And he advises others on how to do what they can for family members that are caught up in a cult. The idea of me exploring the very basics of cults is so that we understand how easy it is to be suckered in. How easy it is to fall foul of these malicious people. We're living in one of the worst times for cults. They are everywhere. They are in our politics and our society. They're in our churches and religious organisations. We are all one bad decision away from ending up in a cult. It just takes one person 
to tell us what we need to hear in any given moment. One person who can blame everything on another culture, race, gender, political party. It's a statement that helps us make sense of the world. When we don't want to face the simple truth that life can be really shitty. And it's up to us to do something about it. If we can blame others, if we can put the onus outside of ourselves, then we can shield ourselves from the horrifying truth. And that's really what it is all about. Cult leaders offer a simple answer to a very complicated situation. They strip you down, they make you worthless, and then they give you a sense of purpose. They drain you of money, your emotions. They give you praise when you do exactly what they ask you to do. And they use threats and intimidation if you speak out. And that's something I really want to explore with various cults in the future. But I wanted us to have a basis and understand that intelligence doesn't play a factor. There's a lot of people that are saying that MAGA Republicans and the ultra-MAGA set are stupid because they can't see anything other than the word of Trump. But I will say this, intelligence has nothing to do with it. It's about being disillusioned and needing the answer to be outside of ourselves because looking in is far too scary for a lot of people. So what I do here at Craftalytical is I try to give another perspective. You don't have to agree with me at all. This is my opinion from my research and my worldview the experiences that I have had. But please be respectful. Listen to everything and form your own opinion. Don't be blinded by one side or the other. Find your truth. Find your way of doing things. Because that's the only way we are going to develop a better future is by having a difference of opinion and coming together and meeting in the middle ground. By not giving these cult leaders, these psychopaths and sociopaths our time. Trump isn't going to give everyone the answer. Jim Jones definitely didn't give everyone the answer. Charles Manson didn't give everyone the answer. Every cult ends. It can either end badly in violence and destruction and death, or it can peter out. And there are plenty of cults that have petered out in history to learn from. And I'd like us to learn from those and have a happier, healthier viewpoint. This is the way we stop 
these people from destroying everything. And yes, I'm using Trump as an example. He is the world's biggest and most dangerous cult leader right now. He has followers in many countries. He has politicians in other countries emulating his style of doing it. And it's all for power and greed. I'm not saying Republicans are terrible people. I have plenty of conservative friends and some of my views are very conservative. I believe in the rule of law. I believe in smaller government and schools being able to spend their budget the way they need to to serve the children the best. But I don't believe that JFK is going to come back from the dead. I don't believe that Trump is being persecuted on behalf of his followers. I really do believe that there are different parties involved here. Republicans, normal, sane Republicans who haven't changed what they want for the country are very different from MAGA Republicans that are walking a very fine line and then ultra-maga. Ultra-maga is not political. The followers of ultra-maga say so. They don't believe in one party or the other. They believe in a way of life. They believe in their leader, Donald Trump. They believe everything he says, even when he contradicts himself. Ultra-maga is a cult by any definition. I'll be exploring this and other cults in coming episodes, but I hope I've given you something to think about, even if you disagree. I'd love to hear your thoughts, but please be respectful. Don't attack or use racial slurs, homophobic slurs, um, and sexist, misogynistic threats. This is just one person's opinion from their experience. Please treat it with respect because I will treat you with respect in return. If you want to support my work, please check out the links in the description. You can become a member of the Craft Political Cheerleading Squad for £3 a month. That's via the coffee uh, link. You can also join the YouTube channel and listen to this podcast anywhere you get podcasts. Please leave a five-star review or like and I will speak to you on the next episode. Thank you very much for being here.